Let's pray. Lord, uh, as we've said, we ask that you would speak to us now as we open your word together. Thank you for one another and for what you're going to say to us today. In the name of Christ. Amen. Let's get back to business. We've been looking together at how we become healthy in our relationship with God and with one another. And we said uh, that right at the outset that our health is, is based on this Matthew 22, the greatest commandment Jesus said, love the Lord your God, connect to God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. We understand that that is a challenge for us to do that. No one has ever really, apart from Jesus Christ, connected to the Father with that kind of level of purity and openness, which is why we see the power of God flowing through Jesus Christ in a way that we, we, we wish it was flowing through us in that same way. And Jesus said, you can do even greater things than I've done. But we recognize in ourselves that we, to do that, we have to have that connection with the Godhead in such a way that the power of God can flow into us, the love of God, the peace of God, the presence of God can flow into us in that kind of force and that power. And when we are lukewarm in our relationship with God, when we, when we uh, have God as what we do on a Sunday, but the rest of the week we, we get busy with other things, then we're not surprised that that power is not flowing through us in the way it should do. Jesus spent his whole time he spent 30 years preparing for three years of ministry, for starters. And then he went out and he went and he spent, even in the busyness, he spent so much time alone with his father. He would go off into the hillsides. He would grab moments where he could just make sure that that relationship was what it should be. Love God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. But then... In order to allow that presence of God and the power of God to flow through you, you have to love your neighbor. If I don't love, if I don't love Danette, then the power of God is not going to flow through me into her. Because I don't care, right? I don't, if I don't care about her, how, how can I be a channel? I've got to connect at both sides. And the more that I can love someone and love God, the more I will have the power of God flowing through me, right? But the third thing that we looked at, you have to love yourself as well. If I think of myself any lower, any less than God thinks of me, what I'm doing is I'm constricting that channel of the presence of God being able to flow through me. If I think I'm rubbish and that God can't use me, how am I going to allow the presence of God to flow through me? If someone is, is sick, and God says, go pray for them, and I want to heal them. But I go, yeah, but God, you can't use me to heal them. How, how can you heal? I've never healed anybody. How are you going to use me? Then what am I doing? I'm going to limit what God can accomplish through me. God's saying, no, I can do it. My love for the other person says, oh, God, I wish you would heal them. But if I'm not allowing God to use me as that channel, then God's going to go, you know what? You don't believe. That's why it says in the Word, doesn't it? Don't, don't be double-minded. Believe. You have to believe with all your heart. Be, believe that you are the channel of God, that God can flow through you because you're connected to Him into someone else because you love them and you're connected with them. 
And then God can do amazing things through you and me. And we said, well, how do we grow in that connection with God and that connection with one another? And we've been looking at this passage from Colossians. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that's who you are in Christ. You're holy, set apart, special, and you're dearly loved by God. He says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, and so on. Last time, we looked at ourselves, clothe yourself with compassion. Do you remember what compassion is? Compassion is what? What's compassion? Showing kindness to someone else? Mm, It's part of it. Empathy? Empathy is the first part of it. Compassion is the ability to emotionally feel what other people feel. That's empathy. But it goes further than that, doesn't it? And it's doing something about it, right? Empathy says, you know what? I'm sorry you feel this way. And then I walk away. Or we, we say those kind of comments, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure it'll get better. Don't worry about it. It's an excuse, but we, we just say it. And then we, that's... In English, that's the way you close the conversation, right? I'm sure you'll be all right. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And then, but compassion says, you know what? You're struggling, and I'm going to do something. I'm going to use whatever resources God has given me to help you to do something about it. I'm going to come alongside you. I'm going to journey with you. We're going to look at this together. That's what the bear one another's burdens, Galatians 6.2, so fulfill the law of Christ. It's, it's coming alongside and saying, you know what? I'm going to use my resources and your resources and together we're going to journey in this and overcome whatever it is. That's what the kingdom of God, that's what the family of God is all about. Clothe yourself with compassion. We looked at that last time. And then it says, clothe yourself with kindness. Now what's kindness? Doing kindness. Okay. Turn to the person next to you and tell them something, some act of kindness that someone has done to you recently. Has anybody been kind to you? Okay, tell, tell, tell somebody near you. What did they do? Okay. So what's kindness? Kindness is? What? Helping one another. Yeah, kind of. Kindness is this. Kindness is giving of ourselves in love and mercy. Right? You see, compassion, compassion is I see a need in Donna and I come alongside. Kindness is, comes from within me, within you got nothing to do with seeing somebody else's need you just see you just you are kind right you just do things because it comes from within you it's not because you see necessarily a need in someone else you just do things because it's within you kindness comes from within and you do it not to get anything back right they may never give you something back but you just do it anyway 
regardless. Why? Because it's from you. It's within you. It comes out of the core of who you are. Sometimes people don't even deserve your kindness. But that doesn't matter. You don't sit there in judgment and go, I'm, I'm going to pick on Donna today, right? But you, you don't just go, well, Donna doesn't deserve this, so I'm not going to do it. Because kindness comes from within me. It's not dependent on her. Compassion is about your issues and coming alongside you. Kindness is about my heart wanting to give regardless. So it doesn't depend on whether they deserve it or not. And lastly, frequently, that you won't even get thanks for it. You do something and people aren't going to thank you for it. You just do it and you don't do it to get thanks. You do it because it's within you to do it. You understand the difference? So let's look at it a bit deeper. What is kindness? Anybody know biblical Greek? I hope not. Then I can make it up. But no, I'm joking. Do you know what that says? Okay. Look at the first two letters. You'll find them up here on the communion table. Right there. You'll find them off on the offering plate every week. Do you know what it is? First two letters are what? X and P. In Greek, you really meant to say chi and rho. That word up there, if you pronounce it, is Christos. Or Christos. What does that look like to you? Christ. Kindness comes out of the same root as the word Christ. Which is why you find Jesus being the preeminent example of kindness. Think about all the ways Jesus was kind. In the miracles. He didn't have to do them, did he? But he went out of his way to show compassion. To show kindness. Think about the woman caught in adultery in John 8. What did he do? He protected her. He looked after her. He showed kindness to her. He didn't condemn her. He didn't point his finger down at her and said, well, you deserve this. He stood next to her. Showed kindness. What about Zacchaeus up the little tree? You remember the story? The little man couldn't see. And Jesus said, you know what? I'm going to come to your house today. And it's the only place in the Bible where it says everybody grumbled at Jesus. The whole town turned against him because he showed kindness to one man. Jesus is the preeminent example of kindness. Kindness, first and foremost, is supernatural. In Galatians 5.22, it talks about what? The fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So when you're connected to the vine, when you're connected to the Godhead, kindness is one of those fruits that should be growing within us, right? As we stay connected to God, we should be growing in kindness. Got an apple tree in the back garden. 
if those apples don't grow, there's something wrong with the tree, right? Pointless having it there. So you think, well, it must be disease, something's wrong with it. In the same way, if we don't have those fruits growing within us, if you're not kinder today than you were a year ago, there is something wrong with your spiritual relationship. Because they should just naturally grow within us. As we stay connected to the vine, the vine and the branches in John's gospel, these are the fruits that are going to grow, right? Kindness is one of them. And Paul describes in 2 Corinthians 6, he talks about how he has been uh, uh, serving Jesus Christ and that the, one of the fruits of his service is the kindness that comes from God flows out through him into others. Kindness, it's supernatural. It comes from God. Why? Because, well, we'll see in a moment. Because it aims to reflect the heart of the Father. 1 Corinthians 13 talks about what? Love. And what does it say? Love is patient. Love is kind. The love of God has kindness at the root of it. When you want to describe what, what love is, one of the things it is, is, is kind. It's kind towards others. It sees things and it just does things just because. Because it flows out from within you. Why? Because the Father is kind to you and me. And when we are connected to his kindness to us, Kindness should flow out, out of us into others. That's what kindness is all about. We reflect God. That's why kindness is so important. Clothe yourself with compassion. Clothe yourself with kindness. Why? Because then you will be reflecting the love of God the Father in you. It's one of the ways in which God reveals himself through you into other people's lives. I wonder if, if you were to ask, maybe ask some people around you. You know people in your sphere this week. Ask them, how would you describe me? And ask them to be honest. And see whether they say you're kind. Because that should be one of the preeminent characteristics that people see within us. Try it. Ask them. Unless you already know the answer. Then, then don't discourage yourself, right? But ask them. If you're married, ask your partner. If you've got close friends, ask them. Say, honestly, what do you see in me? What characteristics do you see in me? And don't lead them into it either, right? Because now that you've both been here, it's a little bit difficult, but Romans 2.4 talks about kindness bringing us. God is kind to us and leads us towards repentance. You can look these up later if you take the sheet away. They're on there. But kindness, it opens up. When you are kind, when you are reflecting the love of God through kind acts to others, it strengthens that relationship that you have with the Father and with others. 
being kind people will grow your relationship with Jesus Christ, right? The kinder you are, the, the better it will be for that relationship. You want that channel to grow and grow and grow? Be kinder to people. And you will find that that relationship with God grows. Because kindness is one of those things that can work within us. We can learn. When you clothe yourself with compassion, when you clothe yourself with kindness, as we talked about the other week, you can grow in these things. You're not automatically 100% kind, right? You grow in kindness. If you focus on it and say, Lord, help me to grow in this area. And it will lead you to a closer relationship with the Father. And it helps us to grow in salvation. 1 Peter 2.3 talks about salvation being a process. Yes, we come to know Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. But then we grow in our understanding of what that really means. How that really impacts us. How that plays out day by day. And as we become kinder. As we Utilize the kindness of God in us, through us into others. It helps us to understand and grow in our salvation. Kindness is, is critical if we want to grow in our lives with God. Jesus, as I said, he, he demonstrated kindness in so many ways, but he spoke about kindness too. Is that the first? Here we go. Oh, no. He says this in Luke chapter 6. This is Jesus speaking. He says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. When it says good, translate that to kindness. Do kindness to those who hate you. Similar root word. You who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Now, we don't often think about ourselves as having too many enemies, do we? But think about it like this. You're driving along the road and someone cuts you up. What do you do? At that moment, I've seen the way some of you drive. At that moment, they're your enemy. They cut me up. They, that was my spot. And they pulled in front of me. Someone just abuses you in, in a small way, if you know what I mean. Like they, they just ignore you or they overlook you or they just they let the door slam shut in front of you when they could have kept it open what goes through your mind and your heart someone's not fair to you at work what goes through your mind and your heart in those moments they're your enemies love your enemies easy to say hard to do Bless those who curse you and pray for those who ill-treat you. When that guy cuts you up, what do you do? Jesus, bless him. See, that's, as they say, where the rubber hits the road, isn't it? You know, we can do this and then we go out here and somebody will do something to us or they just bang into you in the middle of town or whatever. And all this goes out the window. Jesus says, no, 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 no. If someone slaps you on the one cheek, well, then report them to the police because that's just physical abuse. But he says, you know, metaphorically speaking, turn to them the other also. Why? If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. 
This is hard stuff. No, it would. It's cold. It's winter. Right? Give to everyone who asks you. And if anybody takes what belongs to you, don't demand it back. How many of you have fallen out with someone because they've taken something from you and never gave it back? I remember I was reading this about a year ago. And remember a book I'd borrowed from somebody in college. And the Lord reminded me while I was like preaching on it. And I went, oh my goodness, I, I've never given it back. So I had to find out where they now lived and mail this book back to them because the Lord convicted me. But how, many, how much stuff have you got in your house that you borrowed from other people? Or how many relationships have you fallen out over because they've taken your stuff? And you're muttering, they're off my Christmas list. <laughs> right? Do to others as you would have them do to you. Well, we can handle that bit. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even the sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you or kind to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. Don't you do that at Christmas? You have that extra gift all wrapped just in case you forgot someone? Do you ever do that? My parents always used to do that. There was a, a box of biscuits wrapped up by the front door with no name. Just in case somebody was kind to them and dropped round a Christmas present. Oh, I've got one for you. They used to hurriedly, who are they? I don't know who they are. This is for you. As though it was all prepared. Sorry, mum and dad, if you listen to this later. <laughs> and if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expect them to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do kindness to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. I wish the banks would listen to this. Anyway, then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because he is kind to who? The ungrateful and the wicked. Do you see what he's saying? Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Jesus is saying, you know what? You're connected to the Father. Who is the Father kind to and gracious to? Everybody. He doesn't pick and choose, does he? The father just pours out his kindness to everybody. For God so loved the world. Not just the good people. Not just the people he knew that were going to follow him. Not just those who come to church. But God loved everybody that he sent his son. He said, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to show my kindness. Why? Because God is love. God's love forces him to be kind to everybody. He just pours it out to everybody because it's a part of his character. And he says, you know what? You and me need to do the same. Be kind and gracious to everybody because that shows you what's going on inside your life and who you truly are. So how do I clothe myself with kindness? Firstly, recognize that the little things matter. Kindness is not some big, huge thing. You don't have to think of a, a five-year plan of how I'm going to be kind. 
you see things that are going on, and you go, you know what? I'm just going to do that. Why? Because it comes from within you. Little things. I see somebody struggling and I go help them. I, I just offer to do something. You hold the door open for someone because you see that they're laden down with bags. Whatever it is, you just do things because it comes from within you. And they're small, tiny things, but they matter. They make a difference because they reveal your heart. Do little things. Make room for kindness. You know, kindness doesn't happen if you're really busy. I see somebody struggling, but hey, I'm in a rush here. I got to go. Hair on the hill station. You know what happens? You always see some parent pushing on their own, pushing some pushchair. Or you see somebody dragging their shopping bag up the top of the stairs. Now, what's going to happen if I stop and I help them? I might miss my train. And then I've got to stand on the platform and wait. But you know what? I have a choice at that moment. Am I going to be kind? Am I going to do what comes from within me? Or am I so fixed on my schedule that I have to just ignore those opportunities and just keep on trekking? I have to make room for kindness, both in my personality and in my schedule. I have to think about it. And I have to look, therefore, for those opportunities. I can pray every day, Lord, show me opportunities today to be kind, to show your kindness through me to others. Show me so that I can see them, so that I don't miss these opportunities as I go around my daily life. Show me. And help me not to then squander the opportunities. How many times have you seen opportunities to be kind to someone and you just, no, I'm, I've got other agendas. I'm too busy here. I've got to get going. I've got to do this. I've got a million things. You'll understand, God, but this is what I've got to do. When God says, no, no, just I'm giving you an opportunity to show the love of Christ at this moment. Take that time. Do that thing. Show kindness. And then as much as possible, Matthew 6, he says, you know what? If you do your acts of righteousness before man, then you're going to receive your reward in full. How many of you have done acts of kindness? And then, then there's this desire within you to brag about it. Not, not to the person, but to someone else. You know what I'm talking about? You know, Inika, I was so kind to Donna earlier on today. She didn't deserve it. She didn't even thank me for it. But that's the kind of person she is, I guess. But phew, you wouldn't believe how kind I was. And what does God say? You've just received your reward in full. Why? Because Inika will think, I know that's the kind of guy I married. He's amazing. Okay, I'm making this up now, but you know what I mean, right? But if I just do it and keep it in my heart, what does it say? The word says in Matthew 6, your heavenly father will reward you. You can't get reward from your wife and your heavenly father at the same time. Now, sometimes you can't do that, right? I can't open a door for you 
and then hide behind the door. Please don't look at me. Don't see me. Don't see me. So I get my reward. And it's just silly, right? You can't help somebody up at Harrow on the Hill and lift. I'm going to hide my face so you can't tell who I am, right? That's just nonsense. But wherever possible, just, just do it because it comes from within you. It's you just doing things, simple things that make a difference, that show the love of Christ to others. So how can we do this? Number one, some practical ways. Well, firstly, you have to open your eyes and be active to the knees around you. You have to see opportunities to be kind. They're everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. But you need to pray, Lord, show me today how I can be kind. I want to demonstrate your love in practical ways. Show me. Show me people I can be kind to. When I go to work tomorrow, show me people I can be kind to. When I'm at home with my family, show me how I can be kind. When I'm walking into town, show me how I can be kind. Lord, show me. Give me those eyes to see opportunities for kindness and a heart that moves me to want to do it. Lord, show me. Second way. This is hard. Be willing to celebrate other people's successes. You know when somebody... Do you remember when you were at school... Remember those, you remember those irritating people? I hope there's none of you here. Straight A students. Any of you? Any of you get straight A's? Good. They're horrible people, aren't they? Honestly. You just want to kick them, don't you? And when exams came out, you know, they were the ones that would walk around. Hey, how did you do? Shut up and go away, right? Because you knew how well they'd done Otherwise, they wouldn't ask, right? And they would go, oh. And you, you just, what, did, what was going on in your heart? You wanted to at least get one B, but they never did. Right? And, and when somebody else is successful, when someone else accomplishes something, what goes on in your heart? You know, we have a number of different ways. We, we, sometimes we compare them to somebody even better. Don't we? We're trying to knock them down a peg or two, you know? Yeah, well, you got straight A's. But my brother, he got 13 A stars. You know, and we put them in their place. And we try and knock them down a bit just to, because, you know, they're getting a bit above their status here. Right? Yeah, well, we can, and you can always compare to somebody better. You're driving a Mercedes? Well, I know a guy who drives a Rolls. And he let me drive it. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we, we try and pick holes in their success. Yeah, well, good luck to you. You know, I had a friend at school. He was a straight A student. He had zero common sense. He was great at school because it was just when he went to university... Couldn't handle it because it was that new level where common sense and life experience came in. Sometimes I thought, ha, 
you know? And what do we do? We try and undermine them. We try and pull them down. We try and... If you are kind, if you have the love of God within you, what do you do? You come alongside and you are happy when they're happy. You say, you know what? That's just wonderful. That is so wonderful. I'm so pleased for you. And I can rejoice with you. I don't want to compare myself to you. I just come alongside. I forget myself in that moment. And I come alongside and I just rejoice because you're rejoicing. I'm happy because you're really happy. And I want to tell everybody else how blessed you are and how well you've done. Because it's wonderful. And it's, it's beautiful. How kind are you when someone else is successful? This is really tough. Kindness also is shown when you tell the truth in love to someone for their benefit. Now imagine Donna's going astray. She's going off the ropes here in her Christian life. What do you do? Well, when you're sitting in the four corners of the church and you don't really know her, you just ignore it, don't you? You might mutter to your friends, you see what Donna's up to? She's on dodgy ground. But if you're kind and you're loving, what do you do? You have to go and talk to her and say, Donna, but you do it in love. You don't condemn her. You don't criticize her. It's like the woman caught in adultery with Jesus, right? He didn't condemn her. He didn't criticize her. What did he do? He came and he sat next to her. He stood there. And he said, I'm going to protect you. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to lead you back towards Jesus. Now, how often do we do this as brothers and sisters in Christ? I find this really hard. I'll be honest with you. Why? Because the times sometimes where I've done this, people misunderstand it. People say, how dare you say that to me? I'm, I'm, I'm ruling my own life. Don't you come and talk to me like that. And you try and you do it in love and you do it the best way that you can do it. And sometimes it's really tough. But how can you be kind to someone if you see a brother or sister? The word says it. You see a brother or sister starting to go away, starting to do things that are detrimental to their life with Jesus Christ, and you say nothing? What are we doing? How are we being family? You know, when my children were young, or when our children were young, I'm not going to take all responsibility. Enoch had a part of this. You know, if I saw, we saw our children doing something detrimental to them, what kind of parents would we be if we just went, <laughs> I'm stupid fool, if they want to get themselves into a mess? No. You know, when our kids are really young and they think they can run out in front of a car and the car's going to stop, what do you do? Don't you dare do that. The green cross code used to be in those days, right? Don't. You teach them the way they should go so that when they get older, they're not going to depart from it, right? 
You teach them and you train them. And it's the same way when we get to 18 years of age do we say, my responsibility is finished. Why in the family of God do we say our responsibility is finished? You just go ahead and do what you want. It's not going to affect me. Yes, it does. We are the family of God together. And so if we see someone in our fellowship, it's our responsibility to nurture them and to encourage them back into fellowship with Christ. We need to build one another up and so fulfill the law of Christ. We need to bear one another's burdens, right? We need to encourage and equip and and help one another and tell them sometimes the truth in love that says, you know what? I'm worried about you because what I see where this is going is not good. It's not good. And I'm not doing saying that to judge you. I'm saying that because I love you. You know, my wife can say anything to me and I listen to her most of the time. But I'll listen. Why? Because I know she loves me. And I know that when she says something to me, It's because she's saying it out of that love. And that's how it needs to be in the family of God. That we say things to one another because we care and we love and we want to be channels of God's kindness into one another's lives. It's hard. See how hard kindness is? It gets tough. Lastly, be kind to yourself. I know so many believers that are so focused on showing kindness to others that they don't show it to themselves. They come into the church every time the doors are open, they're racing around like like headless chickens, as we say, right? And they're not being kind to themselves. Love the Lord your God. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no, there's no rewards for burning out in the kingdom of God. There's no rewards for you if, you if you just try and be kind and you're not being kind to yourself. Sometimes you need to say, you know what, I'm not coming to that meeting. I'm not coming to that thing because I need space. Jesus even took himself away from the others for space. Jesus had that kind of balance because he says, you know what, I need to look after myself as well as looking after others. It's not just about give, 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 give. And when you've given, give more. It's about actually saying, you know what? There are times where I need to look after me. And that's okay. That's good. If it's all about you, that's not good. That's where you need a brother or a sister to come and say, hey, that's too inwardly focused. But equally, there's a balance, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. And it's okay to love yourself. Be kind to yourself. Why? Because you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. And temples, you look after them. You nurture them. You, You help them to grow. Be kind to yourself. Remember this, kindness. It's a great way to show the love of God within you. It makes such a big difference when people are kind. I've had a couple of colleagues over the last couple of weeks 
One was a former LST student that just called up and said, you know what, David, are you in this morning? Let me come. And he was coming back down and he called in and he spent time here. Just encouraged me. It was beautiful. Just on Monday, another ministerial colleague from overseas. I didn't even know he was in the country. He just turned up Monday morning on his way back to the airport. So let me come. Let me just spend time with you. He was only here for two or three days. He had a million and one other people he could have seen and things to do, but he chose to come here and say, you know what, I'm going to spend time with David. I'm going to pray with him. I'm going to talk with him and listen to him. That's kindness. I came in the office into the vestry one day this week. There was a box of half a dozen Krispy Kreme donuts sitting there with a little smiley face on the top of it. Beautiful. Am I planting seeds here? I'm joking, right? But it, it was there with a little note, thank you. For something that I'd arranged to get done Christmas time. And it just is an encouragement, isn't it? When we show those little acts of kindness. Kindness. It's a way of showing the love of God within you. If you're not a kind person, what is it saying about the presence of God within you? Love is patient. Love is kind. Because kindness reveals your heart. And also, if you've listened to the podcast, you'll know it's a seriously attractive quality. They did research in 2003. They asked 37 different cultures across the world. 16,000 people were interviewed, men and women. One question. What characteristic above any other do you look for in a lifelong partner? Across 37 different cultures, 16,000 people, male and female. Do you know the overwhelming answer? Hey, Maybe you were part of the survey. It was kindness. Kindness is attractive. Kindness is what you want to look for. It wasn't whether they're beautiful. It wasn't whether they've got bank accounts. It wasn't what they're driving. It wasn't the kind of houses they've got. It wasn't anything else. They said, you know what I look for? Kindness. Why? Because kindness means they've got love in them. I want to live with someone who is kind for the rest of my life. Because I know then I'm going to be blessed by their kindness. What about you? Clothe yourself with kindness. How kind are you? In other words... How much do you allow the love of God to flow through you and be revealed to people around you? Let's pray. Lord, love is patient and love is kind.
Lord, today we confess there are many, many times where we could have been kind to people, where we had opportunities to show kindness, some that would have been seen, much that would have been unseen, but would just passed us by. Lord, forgive us. And Lord, I ask that you would grow the fruit of kindness within each of us. May we this time next year not even recognize ourselves. Because the level of kindness within us, the level by which we show the kindness of the Father to us, and we flow that into other people, would just be so different to what it is today. Give us eyes and vision to see opportunities for kindness this week, even today. And Lord, give us the, the attitude and the desire to be people of kindness. All for your honor and glory. We thank you and we praise you for this word today. Continue to speak it into our lives and root it deep within us. And Lord, help us to, to be kind to ourselves. To love ourselves as you love us. Holy and dearly loved. That's how you describe us. Help us to love ourselves like that too. And to give ourselves permission to receive kindness. And give ourselves permission to be kind to ourselves. For we ask this in the name of Christ. Amen.